<laughs> all right. Hey, we just appreciate you and glad that you're here this morning. Just want to say welcome to all those that are tuning in online and excited for you to be a part of our church family there on the online campus. Welcome, and we trust that this will be a blessing to you as well. You know, it's, it's awesome technology that we have. Uh, one of the family members, uh, in fact, those that just uh, got married two weekends ago, they were coming home from their honeymoon, and they were driving home on the Sunday uh, during the time that we had service. And so as they're driving down the expressway, they got their cell phones, smartphones, and they're having church in the midst of their car via their cell phone because we are streaming live. Isn't it awesome that even on the road, being in the midst of travel, you can still be with your church family? Isn't that cool? I'm telling you what. So anybody that's there, we just want to welcome you and praise God for you. Amen. Well, hey, as you came in today, you probably received a a couple different things. Uh, Maybe you received a horn. Maybe you received a... Uh, a little clacker thing or whatever else. You might have received a noisemaker thing. If you will, I want you to get that out right now because as a result of just what we're doing this morning, I see them out there. Thank you. I just want you to kind of help me this morning to be a part of the participation as we open up this service. Now, uh, uh, I don't know if you realized it or not. I just want you to get some practice right now, okay? So uh, in the midst of about two weeks, it's going to be my birthday, Okay. Now I want you to practice. <laughs> I want you to <laughs> want you to get some practice right now, and I, and we're all going to sing Happy Birthday together. Okay, I want you to get your voices tuned up. And now, just those that have the horns. Okay, now just those that have horns. Once we get done singing Happy Birthday to me, I want you to blow your horns as loud as you can. And whoa, okay, can we do that? And now we're just having fun, okay? And I hope you hear my lightheartedness, and we're going to have just some fun playing here for just a minute. But uh, again, let's sing happy birthday. And for the sake of not knowing who else's birthday, I'm, we're just going to use me as the guinea pig. Is that all right? All right. So I'm going to lead you in let's go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. Come on. Awesome. Great job. Great job. Great job. See, I just, I knew you had it in you, and so I just wanted to see where you're at. Okay. So now here's another scenario. Okay. Now this is just for those people that got the clappers. Okay. Now those are that you have the horns or the other noisemakers. Just hold out. Okay. You're going to have your turn to come back around. But those of you that have the clackers, just we're in the scenario right now where we're sitting in the big house. Okay. We're sitting in the big house in Michigan State and Michigan University are playing one another. Now I don't know who you're going to root for. I don't know who your team is. So we're not going to get real specific, but you know who your team is, and so we're going to speak very general, all right? So your team, your team is is actually one point behind, and they're on the 15-yard line, and there's only three seconds left on the clock, and all they need to do is punt the field goal, and they win. Your team is a field goal away from winning, all right? So let's get ready, because your team is about ready to win the game, all right? They say, let's start the clock. They hike the ball. The, 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 the center grabs the ball, sets it. The punter kicks the ball, and it's good. Come on. Yeah. Make some noise. Your team won it. Yeah. You all must be state fans because you didn't make very much noise. I'm telling you. I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah. So 
Anyways, all right, so you did really well on that one. And so now let's just, for the sake of, of the whole church body being in participation. Now, if you've got a noisemaker, if you've got anything that makes noise, this is your call, your turn, your time, all right? Now, here's the scenario. We're, we're advancing just a, a matter of a few months, and it's coming down to the wire of 2015, and it is actually New Year's Eve, all right? And therefore, we're all gathered together, ready to count down into the new year, all right? So now, in just a minute, when I say go, we're all going to count down 10 nine, eight, and when we hit one, we're all going to say, Happy New Year, and we're going to make all the noise that we can because it is a brand new year. You ready? I said, are you ready? Come on, man. This is going to be the best year of our life. Here we go. Let's count it. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Happy New Year! Come on! Yeah! <laughs> Woo! Come on, you guys are awesome! You look like fools, but you're awesome, man! <laughs> oh, man, come on. Now, does, does anybody relate to those things? Has anybody ever done those things before? Have you ever sang Happy Birthday? Have you ever been to a game or watched a game and you found yourself cheering the team on, right? Now, I love uh, sports, but you know what? I, I just don't have the time to get involved with them like I, I would like to. But I'm telling you what, if I watch a good game, I'll come alive in my living room. I'll start talking at the television. Come on, are you, you like that as well? Or again, if you think about from the New Year standpoint, we come together and we celebrate, we make noise, we cheer We have a great time, right? And so we can all relate to that. Maybe for some of you, excuse me, for some of you, you can think back back to to times past to an older life. Okay, this is before Jesus, okay? And maybe you, you, you partook of some spirits. And then the next day, your friend called you up and says, oh my gosh, do you know what you did? And you're like, I did that? You're kidding me. I did that, right? Can anybody relate to what I'm talking about? All right, you think about just all those particular scenarios that we played out or talked about using those as examples. Why is it that those things are familiar to us? The reason being is because they are learned behaviors, right? Somewhere along the line, we've learned the behavior and therefore it's become socially accepted, right? And so as a result of that, none of us, again, in the given scenario, obviously you might have felt a little silly here because of the, the example of what we're doing, but if you're sitting around your three, three-year-old child and they're having their, their three-year-old birthday party and everybody's got the little funny cone hats on and everybody's got their horns and, and everybody's making noises and singing happy birthday and cheering on, you don't feel silly, do you? No, because you're thoroughly enjoying the moment to celebrate. And it's accepted. Or again, when we think about coming into the new year, when we come into the new year, we celebrate together because we've survived another year. And we get to start over, praise the Lord, and we're getting ready to make all kinds of noise and just enjoying the festivities of the night. Now, once again, we don't have any problem doing those things, but stop and think for just a moment. In those scenarios that we painted the picture of, what does that scenario look like? 
Do you think when we come around the birthday table of the three-year-old child that you're celebrating, you're so excited for them, have you ever just seen a group of people gathered around the, the, the birthday boy with the cake and everybody's like, happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. No. Well, what about coming to the end of the new year? Right? We're all there congregated together. It's been a party. We've been enjoying the food and the festivities. And then when we count down and everybody says, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Woo-hoo. We don't do that, do we? No, think of the mood. Think of the atmosphere. What is the mood or the atmosphere of those events? It's lightheartedness, right? It's fun and festivity. What does does people's faces look like? Are they like a still bored? Are are, are they frowning? Are Are they crying? Or is their face full of life and full of smile and full of energy because of the celebration of the moment? Well, at my house, we try to smile, right? Comes New Year, man, we're smiling and celebrating and having a good time. But once again, those are learned behaviors. But let me tell you, that's what church ought to look like. I said, that's what church ought to look like as when we come together, there's people that are excited to celebrate together, people that are smiling, people that are thoroughly enjoying being in the company of each other, right? Why do we say high five? Is it because we just want to be the hip, cool church? No, we want to get you out of your box and just give you a high five, right? To do something different, to create a a lively atmosphere. That's what church ought to look like. Now, here's what Psalms chapter 42 verse 4 says. It says, when I remembered or remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go with the multitudes. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept the pilgrim's feast or festival. In other words, there was a party. Notice what it says. I used to come with the multitudes. And when I used to come to the house of God, I came with a voice of joy and came with praise. Do you see that there's a countenance about coming to church, the house of God? I came with joy. I came with joy and I came with praise. Glad to be here today. Got a lot of joy in me. whoop de doo right? It says, I came with praise and I came with a voice of joy. So in other words, we see that when they went to church, went to the house of God, they went with something. I said when they went to church, they went to church with something. And when we come to church, we ought to have an expectation not only to come with something, but to receive something. Church ought to be, or we ought to see the biblical principle of sowing and reaping or giving and receiving in the context of coming to church. What does that mean? That means when I come to church, I'm going to give something. What am I going to give? I'm going to give my voice of joy. And I'm going to give my praise. Well, my praise might be me showing up. My praise might be me lifting my hands. My praise might be me singing. My praise might be me serving. My praise might be me giving into the offering. But I come to give something. And as a result of me coming to give something when I come to church, I'm expecting to receive something back from God. Are you here this morning? 
He said, when I came to church, I came with a voice of joy and I came with praise. You know, all too often what happens is when individuals come to church, they come to church and we start the countdown. Now, again, I'm talking about Genesee Valley Church because you're not the norm. You're, not the, you're, just, a, you're just a different bunch, okay? So we're not talking about you. But for, for a lot of other people, when they go to church, they see the countdown coming onto, the, onto the, the clock up front and say, okay, it's about ready to start now. I hope they don't go long today because I'm ready to get out of here. So in other words, people are ready to stop before they start. They're ready to get out before they've ever gotten in. Right? So what kind of something do you come to give? Or what have you come to get if all you're looking for is for the clock? To, well, I hope that pastor don't go long today because i got a tea time. I want to make sure I get my tea time. Right? And so our heart ought to be that when we come into the house of the Lord, we ought to come with an expectation to not only to give something, but to get something. Now you're there, if you will, turn in your Bibles, if you don't have it already. Turn into Psalm chapter 42. Psalm chapter 42. And we're going to begin to look at that scripture that we just read where it says, I'm going to come into the house of the Lord with a voice of joy. But let's look at the scriptures before and after that. Psalms chapter 42 In verse 2, am I in the right place? Let me see, make sure I got it. When you got it, say I got it. it. All right, verse 3. It says, My tears have been my food day and night, while they continually say to me, Where is your God? Let's stop for a moment. Have your tears ever talked to you? Have your circumstances ever talked to you? Has the old enemy ever sat on your shoulder and talked to you and says, Where's your God? Well, you, 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 you try to trust God, but where did, he, where did he go? Did he come through? Did he let you down? Have you ever had your circumstances talk to you? And it says, your tears said to you continually, said to me continually, where is your God? When I remember these things, I poured out my soul within me. For I used to go, I used to go, I used to go with the multitude. Did you see that something changed? How did something change? Well, his tears started talking to him. His circumstance started talking to him when he found his behavior or his patterns changing. He said, I used to go uh, with the multitudes and I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise and with a multitude that kept the pilgrim's feast or the festival or the festivities. And verse 5 says, Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him for, uh, for the help of His countenance. So once again, let's look at that verse here. He says, now to begin with, my tears were talking to me. My circumstance was talking to me. He said, but I found that when I went to the house of the Lord, I had praise and I had joy. And he's remembering how he used to feel when he went to the house of God. He remembered that when I used to go there, when I used to hang around my my, my family, he said, man, I had joy. I had a praise. I had a spring in my step. And then he starts talking to himself. He says, why are you so cast down? Have you ever had that conversation with yourself? Looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, what is your deal? What you all bummed out about? What's your lip sagging for? 
Why are you all depressed? Why you got a grumpy attitude? Why are you disquieted? Why are you being quiet about what God's done for you? Why are you being quiet in, in your voice of joy? Where, why are you being quiet in your praise? Why are you looking at all the circumstances and, 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 and crying and having shedding tears? He says, hope in God. Did you see where he turned it? His focus was one direction, but he turned or intentionally turned his focus or turned the direction of his focus by his words. Did you see that? Come on, we talking to the right crowd today. Did you see where, where he was saying, I'm recognizing where I've been. I recognize how I've been feeling. Now I'm going to start talking to myself and ask myself a question. What's your deal? <coughs> Straighten it up because God's bigger than this. And he started to stir himself up in the goodness of God. And as a result, his heart got right back where it needed to be. Joy came back. His praise came back because he stirred himself. Hope thou in God. He's bigger than this. Come on. For the Lord's uh, mercy endures forever. For the Lord is great. For the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Right? He began to stir himself up. Well, what about you and I? If you and I don't purpose to turn the direction or the focus of our attention through our words, we'll always see what is. You'll always see the junk of life. You'll always see the hardship and you'll be wiping your tears day after day, day after day, feeling sorry for yourself. But God says that there's joy and there's praise on the inside. Right? Now the difference is, is that we can come to church and we can have a relationship with God from Sunday to Sunday, meaning that I show up on Sunday and the next time around is when I have my next encounter or relationship with God. Or I can live a life where I go Sunday to Sunday living a life with God and therefore as a result I have purpose to stir up the joy, stir up my praise and continually remind myself of who God is. Are you seeing this this morning? Now, see, this is the difference of how we come to church. Because if we're just living living a Christian existence with God just from Sunday to Sunday, we'll come to church and we'll listen to the worship team sing us a song and we'll say, well, that's a really pretty song. Now, they've sang that chorus already again. Are they going to shut that up or are they going to move on to the next song? What's up with that? Right? Right? Or if we live from day to day, from Sunday to Sunday, walking with God, stirring up our joy, stirring up our praise, when the worship and praise team comes up and we begin to exalt the Lord, we start hearing, oh, that's the God that I serve that we're singing about. Oh, yeah, 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 for the Lord's good. I can't think of the lyrics that they sang this morning, but they were all good. But you begin to stir yourself up. And as they begin to lead us in worship, it's not just singing songs on a screen. It's allowing yourself to praise from your heart. And as a result, my voice starts to lift a little bit louder. I get a little bit more excited. I get a little bit more uh, full of joy. And people around me are starting to hear me. They start looking at me. And you think, well, what are you looking at? Why don't you start singing too? Right? And if they have anything else to say, you say, well, you know, the Bible does say make a joyful noise. It didn't say I had to sing pretty, so I'm just making a noise right now. <laughs> right? 
So what's my point? My point is, is that we can come to church just having a mere existence of life, going day to day, having our existence based on our circumstances and the facts of life, being beat up, tore down, crying our tears, or we can say, God, you are good, and come to church being stirred up, lifted up, and therefore we become a church that is so full of joy, full of excitement, full of life, full of praise because of the God that we serve. Now, now let me just help you in terms of how we saw David saying, why are you so quiet in your soul? Why are you so bummed out? Hope in God. Like I said, you're going to have every opportunity to look at circumstances of life and talk yourself out of joy, talk yourself out of the victory, talk yourself out of the answer of God. And obviously the devil, he's going to come sit on your shoulder and he's going to simply say to you, he said, well, you know, you're just a, a deadbeat. You were born from, a, from the wrong side of the tracks. You never had a silver spoon. In fact, you barely had a wood plastic fork in your, your, your mouth, you know. You, just, you come from the wrong side of the tracks. You're white trash. You're from the hood, whatever else you want to think about. And therefore you can say, wait a minute, let me just remind you, devil, I am a child of God. You may, he may come back and say, well, yeah, but you know what you was born into. Well, that might have been what I was born into, but let me let you know that I was born again. And therefore, if I'm born again, I've got a brand new start. Well, yeah, but you know your daddy was a deadbeat. He left you, never supported you, never had an example in your life. Well, that might be true of my natural dad. But let me tell you, the Bible says that I've been refathered, and I've got a great father, a great dad, and he purposes to teach me and love me and give me everything that I have need of. So let me just remind you of that, devil. And as you begin to stir yourself up, you're seeing of the great greatness of God. And the devil says, well, yeah, it might be true, but you know that you're a loser. You'll never see yourself be a success. Well, no, the Bible says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He always causes me to, to triumph through Christ Jesus. I'm stirring myself up on the goodness of God. I'm stirring up the joy. I'm finding myself finding out who he is and not getting bogged down with the facts of life. Because you realize that there are true facts of life and they're real. But there's two realities. There's the real side of life that are simply mere facts. But there is the real side of life that God sees, and that's a higher truth. And higher truth always supersedes the facts. I said the higher truth always supersedes the facts. I can tell the devil, devil... You might say, I'm bound to this and bound to that. I'm addicted to this and I'm addicted to that. No, the Bible says that I'm free. I might be struggling right now, but the Bible says whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So therefore, I am free. In fact, the Bible says that I've been seated together with Christ in heavenly places far above all principalities and power. So therefore, I just want you to know that I'm above you, devil. In fact, the Bible says that, that Satan is underneath God's feet and therefore, I'm a part of the body of Christ. So if he's under, uh, underneath uh, Jesus' feet, he's under my feet. Devil, get back where you belong. Get back there under my size 10 and a half. Come on, I want to remind the devil of who he is. I want to remind him of the victory that I have through Christ. I'm stirring myself up to not get bogged down with the facts of life, but in the reality of what God said is available, impossible to me. And therefore, I can come to church not being bogged down and trying to get worked up and stirred up, but I come to church being stirred up and ready to give something to God. Are you following with me this morning? Because we think that we come to church with this idea, well, come on, preach me up, pastor. Come on, worship team, sing me up. No, we come to join in with the heavenly choir. We come to, to join and give something to God, right? What are we giving them? Oh, God, you're good. God, you're awesome. And the devil says, well, yeah, but you know the, the stuff that you were talking about with your wife this morning? I mean, it's just, it's, you're going under. Well, that might be the facts, but the higher truth is that I'm going over. Because I've got the victory through Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible says that the, the devil's like a roaring lion. 
seeking whom he may devour. So that means he tries to scare you. He tries to intimidate you. But do you realize he cannot scare you? He can intimidate you beyond your knowledge of how good God is. The only reason that we're afraid of the devil is because we think we serve a little bit of God and we're up against a great big devil. He's already defeated. I said he's already defeated. Amen. You got a little dog, don't you? Little, little one? Now, who's the, who's the strong one between the two of you as, a, as you are? So has your dog ever done something and you just get that voice? And with that voice, that dog turns and runs or he knows exactly what to do because of the tone in your voice? Do you realize that that's what the devil is? He's just a little yippy dog. <laughs> and as long as you sit quiet, he'll yip your ear off. But the moment you lift your voice and say, Shut up! Get out of here! He turns his tail and runs. The Bible says, resist the devil and he'll flee. That word flee means to run as in terror. The moment you step up and say, I know who I am. Now, devil, be quiet. I know it looks bad. I know that's the facts, but I serve a great God. And what do you do? You begin to lift your voice. You begin to lift your praise. You begin to divert your attention, not on what is, but what God has said shall be. And you change that with your words. You change that with your praise. You begin to lift your voice. Are you doing all right this morning? In Ezra chapter 3, verse 11. Ezra chapter 3, verse 11. It says this. It says, And they sang responsively, praising and giving thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever toward Israel. Then all the people shouted with a great shout... And when they praised the Lord, because of the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Now notice what it says there. It says they acted responsively. Everything that we do is in a response. How is it that you're living life right now? Are you living life based on how you respond to the circumstances? Or are you living life responding to what God has already said? Because it looks entirely different. Now you may say, well, I don't know how I'm living. Check up on your words right now. What's your words been saying? Have your words been grumbling and complaining? Oh, God. Oh, God. Your faith can only rise to the level of your words. So if your words are, well, God, I sure hope you're going to get me out of this. Well, you can hope all day long. But if you think, wait a minute, my God is greater. I'm not hoping to get out of this. I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out of this not even smelling like fire. I'm coming out of this thing looking good because my Father takes care of me in grand style. I'm coming out of this because my God is bigger than everything that I face. Are you here this morning? It says they responded, and the way that they responded was through praising and giving thanks to the Lord. And then notice what it says. It says that they shouted. Those indignant, holy roller people, man, they're just getting wild, making too much noise. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are we the same people that just made a whole lot of noise for a little three-year-old baby? Happy birthday, right? Happy New Year. 
oh, it's accepted because it's just something that we've learned how to do. Well, we see all through the Bible that there's an expression of praise. Praise is not silent. Are you here this morning? Praise gives voice to the goodness of God, and it puts you over. And I want you to notice something here. Notice it says that they praised and they shouted and lifted their voice and given thanks, and the foundation had just been laid. If that would be today's church, it would be like, I don't know what you're getting so excited about because they just got the foundation laid. Do you know how much the rest of the church building is going to cost to get that thing erected? I don't think we have enough money, Pastor. I don't think we can do it. Do you realize how depressed Genesee County is? Do you realize that we live in Flint and all we have is the foundation laid? Well, you might as well find another church right now because we're going under. They responded from a position and a place of faith. Just seeing the foundation of the church or the temple being built, they erupted in praise. So in other words, they had to see beyond what they saw. They had to be able to see an erected temple even when the foundation was laid. Well, do you realize God's word has erected His promises in your life and the foundation has been laid when Jesus went to the cross. And so all that's left is for you to lift your praise, lift your shout, get excited about what God's doing and see it come to pass in your life. Well, I just need to be worked up, Pastor. I just, I, just, I just need to get stirred up till I can get to that place of singing Kumbaya. Okay, listen. Your celebration is an expression of your revelation. I said, your celebration tells off on your revelation. Because if I can't come to church, let's just say, for instance, okay, I'll use a different example. We're not a church that sings hymns, right? I know some of the older crowd likes hymns. We're not that kind of a church. or we just, We're more modern in our approach just because of the culture we're living in. And some people could come in and sit and listen to old hymns and say, Dear God, is this the best that they can do? This is old music. I can't can't get them beat in this. You know, I keep clapping on the offbeat. (laughs) Do you realize that music style is irrelevant? If you have a revelation of how good God is, it don't matter if we were singing with electric guitars, if we were singing with banjos, if we were singing hymns, if we were singing just just a cappella, if we were coming together and we had a revelation of how good God is, what He came to do, who you are in Christ and how victorious you are, you wouldn't need somebody to strike a note. We would just come in and start lifting our praise and this place would erupt. The neighbors would call the police and say, there's something crazy going on over there. They're loud. They're waking us up. It's it's 1130 in the afternoon and we can't sleep. (laughs) Are you hearing me this morning? I'm not talking about being weird. I'm talking about having an understanding of how good God is. And if you knew how good God is, you could not hold back in your praise. You could not hold back your voice. There would be something that would bubble up on the inside of you. Now, this is a real graphic example, but it just came to me. (laughs) 
Have you ever had that flu feeling come? And you feel something gurgling down low. And it's coming. Regardless if you want to stop it or not. You know what I'm talking about? I know that's a graphic example. But the Bible says there's something down in your heart. And if you're full of God, it can't help but come out of your mouth. And it comes out in the form of praise. Lifting your voice. There is no such thing as silent praise. Why? Because God's too good. Are you doing okay this morning? Amen. All right. So Psalms 126. I'm going to give you a few different verses here just to help us see what God is talking about in terms of lifting our voice, giving God praise. In Psalm 126, verses 1 through 3, it says, When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, Zion is always an example or a representation of the church, we were like those who dream. Then our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with singing. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. And we are sad. No, I'm sorry. Glad, 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 right? Glad. God's done great things. How is it that people know that God has done great things? Because they came in with a poker face, tears running down their face, boo-hooing and complaining. No, it didn't say that, did it? It says, as a result, the church that had been set free, he set captivity captive or set them free because of their freedom. Their mouth was filled with laughter. Their tongue was filled with singing. And they said, look at what the Lord has done for them. He's done great things for them. He's done great things for us. And they were glad. Come on, are you seeing the countenance of people that are going around boo-hooing? Well, I'm just really dignified here. Listen, if you want to be dignified and call it praise, well, I'm not even going to send you that church, all right? (laughs) There's a whole lot of dead churches out there that will just come together in formality. But when you find a living God that's alive in you and you see Him doing great things, you cannot help but give God praise. Are you doing okay this morning? Am I stretching you? Am I challenging you? You did awful good making some noise when we had the opportunity to make noise. Well, how about when we give God our praise and give God our worship? Notice what it says here in Psalm 98, verse 4. It says, shout joyfully to the Lord. What did it say, shout? I can shout? You can do it when you shout Happy New Year. You can do it when states, state or Michigan does the final field gold, right? Shout to the Lord. Shout joyfully to the Lord in all the earth. Break forth in song. Rejoice and sing praises. Do you know the word rejoice means to brighten up? It means if you begin to have a revelation knowledge of how good God is, you naturally brighten up. But notice this. Rejoice also means to leap. <laughs> Come on. Have you ever done that when you went to the football game? They won, yeah. <laughs> no, you come up out of your seat, don't you? Yeah! Woo-hoo! Come on, man, give me some. Oh, man, our team won. You know what I'm saying? You just, you get animated. Brighten up, leap, and it also means to spin around. 
Woo! Yeah! Woo! Come on! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Are you seeing the picture? Oh, dear God, do you mean we do that in church? We can. Is it okay? Sure it is. In fact, God says, I want you to rejoice. Now, am I saying get foolish and get goofy, act silly in church? No, I'm not saying that. But there is a, an expression of joy. There's an expression of praise. And there is an outward appearance of what that looks like. Are you here this morning? And Psalm 100, verses 3 through 5. It says, Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving. Enter His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good and His mercy is everlasting and His truth endures forever. He gives instruction to praise Him. In Luke chapter 19 verse 37 it says, Then as He was now drawing near to the descendant, to the descent of the Mount of Olive, the whole multitude, multitude means at least thousands, or at least 10,000 rather. So there's at least 10,000 people there. The whole multitude of disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that that they had seen. Have you seen God do any mighty works right now? Have you seen Him do any mighty works in your life? I would say too oftentimes we're not seeing them because if we were seeing them or looking for them, we would do a whole lot more rejoicing. In other words, the people came together. And they're like, did you see what Jesus did? Did you hear about what he did? Did you, did you see the, the, the person that was crippled and, and they got up and walked? Did you see the guy that had, had no eyes in his, he had this holes and just empty sockets and Jesus made eyeballs and he saw, did you see that? And they're like, oh my gosh, yes. Oh, praise the Lord. (laughs) Are you seeing the countenance? And we say this. Well, if I was to see Jesus, if I was to have those encounters, if God was that real in person, I might act that way. You're missing the point. Or you're missing the reality. Because he is that real. And every time you come to church, he's waiting for you. He's waiting to have an experience with you. He's waiting to have an encounter with you. He's wanting to pour out his blessings on your life. And he simply says, will you come and give me something? Because I want to give you something. There's always an exchange. Amen? Let me share this verse with you. This will help somebody here. Galatians chapter 4 verse 27. It says, For it is written, Rejoice, O barren, you who do not bear. Break forth and shout, you who are not in labor. Whew. Need something to happen on the inside? You need something to give birth to on the inside? What's God say? Lift up your praise. Just start shouting and giving God glory. Now that could be naturally speaking or spiritually speaking. How many of you need something to be birthed in your life? Maybe it's a job, maybe it's a child, maybe it's a marriage, but you need something to be birthed and come alive. God says, shout, praise, rejoice. I'm rejoicing. Yeah. How's it working for you? I'm not seeing anything. 
Wonder why. Well, I don't want to get too undignified. <laughs> what people think. Don't matter what people think. What does God want? What does he desire? What is an expression of faith? Well, praise you, Lord. No. God, I praise you. I worship you. God, you're awesome. Come on. I don't care who hears me. Worship team, why don't you take the, take the stage? We're going to sing a, a song here at the end. I want you to pay attention to the words. As we get ready to just close out this service, pay attention to the words in which we sing and see if you'll sing it from a different perspective and see if you don't notice a change. Now, once again, we have allowed ourselves to get so screwed up with today's society you know, when I get around my Christian people, you know, obviously, you, 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 you don't want to be goofy and silly and call it a testimony for Christianity. You've got to use wisdom. But when God does good things, it's real easy for me just to say, well, praise God. Praise the Lord. Why? Because I'm thanking God for what He's done. But, you know, I also realize that when it comes to people, that's something that's real difficult. I would never say that to somebody or somebody that I didn't know. For a believer, that should be so easy for us to say, praise God, and God's so good. But isn't it funny how that's difficult to hear or to say? But we find ourselves around profanity all day long. It's second nature. Well, God... Damn that. You know what I'm saying. And you, I mean, they'll use four-letter words and they'll use your God's name in vain and we just pass it off. We watch movies every other day that just, we get so desensitized to it and it says, well, no big deal. The vulgarity of the world. But do we ever praise God? We all get all bashful around our unsaved friends. Well, what if they think I'm, what if they think I'm a fanatic? Well, what if they did? What if they seen such a difference in your life? And they asked you and you say, well, what's different? And you say, Jesus. They'd be saying, man, I want to be a Jesus freak too. I want to know that God. Are you hearing me this morning? What my heart is is to challenge us. Wherever we find ourselves, whether we're just newly walking with God or whether we've been walking with God for a long time, just saying, God, I'm going to purpose to step out and praise you. Even if it's uncomfortable, it's going to become my norm. That I'm going to lift my voice, the voice of praise, the voice of joy. And as I do, God, I'll become more aware of you and the reality of your reality. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's stand and let's just praise God one last time before we go. And let's just begin to allow this to be our reality and worship God and make some noise. Give Him praise and let joy stir up in our hearts. Amen? Amen. Amen.